With every choice we make, history branches in two, creating one Earth, where we made the choice, and a second, where we didn't. Multiverse would be a more apt description. But what's a multiverse? A multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. Who are you in this vast multiverse? <sighs> this shouldn't even be possible. I got a bad feeling about this. Multiverse is real. Is he a Lord of the Rings fan? Who isn't? <laughs> Unfortunately, um, this this guy at my work... He's not? He's like, I just found it boring. But he operates... It's interesting, because he is in his 50s now. And he recognizes where I'm at in my fandom, because he's like, I used to be the fanboy. <laughs> like, I used to be there, you know? And care about everything. And now I just care if it entertains me. If I am entertained, I, I'm not going to look and think too deeply on it. If I'm entertained, I'm entertained, and I don't really think about it. And I, that well, was because say, yeah. he said he liked Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Oh. He said, as sufficiently entertaining films, mm -hmm. they work. And I was like, I don't know if you can argue that. Can you? I, what could I say? Because what the problems with it are all lore stuff are all lore based yeah how they handle the characters yeah. so I, if you don't care about that then i can see enjoying uh rise of skywalker because there there are some fun things in there and a little and just goofy stuff but i think that the core you can look at it and because like i think if i took a kid to see rise of skywalker they'd really enjoy it it's just not knowing because wherever you start star wars you build your fandom around that mm. so kids who started with the sequel trilogy they'll compare the prequels to it and the original trilogy to it that's why you get a lot of younger kids saying the originals are just boring they're yeah. just boring so yep. it it's a gift and a curse of star wars because like you said now now that the people kids who grew up watching the prequels are older now it is more uh, common to love the prequels yeah and i do think regardless of what people think now that the same thing will happen with the sequels and i do think f f uh foundationally the prequels are better like easily but i think that there are a lot to like in the sequels that if you just like go all right this is stupid that they did this is stupid that they did that's super stupid but that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Like even uh, I think Force Awakens is a super fun watch. I think it's number eleven on my list. It just doesn't make the top ten. I, I love. I like the Force Awakens a lot. It's the first Star Wars movie I ever saw in theaters. Come on, that that's got to count for something, you know? Something. But I just I, as kids, I can see growing up and liking it. But mm -hmm. once you once you do dig deep, there are holes. Mm -hmm. There there are holes that you can't as a fan i mean you can defend which Luke's people position. Feel the, felt the same about the prequels but as far as like the legacy i feel like the prequels kept that intact mm -hmm. as far as the overall story was told i feel like the prequels fit so nicely into the six movie sega that is that when you add seven eight and nine when you add seven it's okay it, like it's good and then eight starts to really mess luke's character up mm -hmm. and then nine goes back on every decision mm -hmm. it's not even like 
a, a continued story at that mm-hmm. point. It's just fixing what came before. And once you look into that and see what happened, it's like, I can clearly see that they're just, you know, responding to the fans who were mad about the last yeah. movie. And it really sucks because they really did. They got they got good filmmakers in to do it. Ryan Johnson, J.J. Abrams, they've done great stuff elsewhere. It's just in Star Wars, they didn't have the best success. Like even uh, Ryan Johnson with his Glass Onion universe. And right now uh, on Peacock is Poker Face, which is basically like a uh, detective show. It's like a mystery of the week. Is that thing. by him too? Yeah, that's by Ryan Johnson, written and directed. Really? Yeah, I start. I watched the pilot last night. It was pretty good, actually. I enjoyed it. Well, no one's denying that he's a. I mean, he did stuff for Breaking Bad, right? Uh he, he did uh, the best rated episode on IMDb and the worst rated episode on IMDb. But the fandom basically agrees that both episodes are really great. I have heard there is not one bad episode of Breaking Bad. It's all good. Mm-hmm. So whether that's true or not. The worst episode I think has a seven point six. Which is crazy because yeah. if you don't if you don't go under seven, your whole runtime across five seasons, mm-hmm. that's just good, man. And I hope like as far as Star Wars love, if your gateway into Star Wars and the vast galaxy is the sequels, I'm I'm cool with that. You know, as long as I'm not mad about people joining the Star Wars fandom. You know, as long as you're in there, like I'm fine, like I'm fine. As long as we can sit down and have a respectful discussion, which mostly you can. I've never had a bad discussion in real life. Everything is online yeah, now. Yeah. So People like to hide behind the mask of the computer. You can say a lot online and in person. It usually tends to be very respectful, which is why it was so refreshing when Star Wars Celebration 2022 last year when yes. we all got yeah. together everyone was like COVID. i love star wars exactly yeah. like you saw the love and appreciation and the hype especially because kenobi was coming out it was much anticipated the fallout from that made it even more divided but i mean even still it's just great when you can get together and celebrate something that is universally loved instead of focusing on you know the hate that's why i'd say Mandalorian the Mandalorian is so unique because it takes this very uh, two-sided fandom and it unites it over one project because basically every Star Wars fan will say yeah the Mandalorian is pretty good and even Andor which I think is spectacular there are a lot of fans that weren't the biggest fans of it so it like the Mandalorian found that balance it's I feel like it's because you go across all of the different fandoms you unite everyone whether you're a prequels fan an og Mm -hmm. trilogy fan or even a sequels fan there's there's stuff for you there i'm not sure there's anyone who just likes the sequels but it takes (laughs) we'd love to meet you right (laughs) but it takes everything from all three eras and really unites it under great storytelling Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really unique mm-hmm. style right now, and it looks like season three is going to continue that. We're going to Coruscant, and you know, we're going to talk about some of that on today's podcast. So, welcome everyone to Multiverse Monologues for joining us. We've just been talking about Star Wars just for a little bit. You know, we've we been rambling of, a little bit, right? And we like been, to preamble before podcasts, and indeed. I guess I guess we're keeping it in this week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Some day, some weeks we keep it in, but this this week is is a, a significant teller of that because this is going to be a different kind of a style. Last week, 
if you've listened to it, we broke down James Gunn's new DC slate. Me, Ben Rayside, and Mr. Ethan yeah. Wetzloff. What's going on? And so that was a lot of fun. And we realized that we both have Wednesday mornings open. Yeah. Hey, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, th- this is something we used to do way back in the early days of the podcast in 2021, which is crazily over a year ago now. That's something we used to do in 2021. We'd meet weekly and we talk about the news. And that was kind of all we did back in the day. But yeah, doing it last week, we really decided, you know, this is kind of fun. We we like doing this. We can do both. Yeah. So if you're a fan of the Marvel movie marathon, continue to watch it. The project is great. The ranking is great and it is so excellent. But if you're not looking to get into the weekly news across all of the fandoms, or if you're just someone who does pay attention to that and loves to hear uh, two nerds talk about that stuff, that's what we're going to do because we love talking about that. And who knows if this will be a long running segment, but I miss doing this with you, Ethan, every week. So we have gathered a bunch of news that has come out this week, and uh, we'd also like to take a deep dive and look at all of the upcoming projects, not just this year. We won't be going over everything this year, but with the major fandoms, we did DC last week. I'd like to take a look at Star Wars, Marvel, and The Walking Dead to go over basically where we're at in those universes because stuff has changed and also just the news this week. But uh, that's basically on the agenda today. These are going to be a little more chill between the both of us. We're sitting here, we're lounging on our couches, and we're going to talk some nerd stuff. And the first one, the first one being that this week, Quantumania has premiered. And Oh yeah, the Conqueror. Would you say mixed reactions? I would definitely say mixed reactions, for sure. Me, me and you, we... We haven't been invited by Disney to an early early screening yet, but we're, we're, we're hopefully, hopefully optimistic that that will happen one day. So yeah, I'd say from what we've observed, it's, it's been very mixed. You had uh, Greg Alba from Real Rejects released a 13-second clip, and basically he said, yeah, I don't know about this one. Uh, that's all he said, and that is very... Vague. It, that's what se- people seem to be saying. Everyone says, all right, Jonathan Majors is great. And the rest of the movie, they take big swings, but we're not really sure how we feel about him. To me, this seems like a a movie that initially might be received really wrong because the swings that they take are not loved. But in a year or two from now, everyone will look back and go, that was smart. That was a good choice. That that movie was good. So I'm I'm really excited for it. I feel like this is going to be a Doctor Strange situation where it's going to have its haters, but I feel like it's going to be almost misunderstood because when Doctor Strange, it's still as mixed as ever, but I really enjoyed Doctor Strange. And if they're going to take a multiverse of madness, wacky, quantumania style approach, I think it's going to work. And I was watching a video of Kevin Feige talking last night. Yes, and he yeah. is super excited about this film because as far as scope goes, this is going to have a lot of setup to do with the multiverse Sega. And I, regardless of any projects, if it has to do with the larger universe of the MCU, I am always game for it. So it's going to be important regardless. Yeah. Now, whether or not the movie is good, 
That's going to be up and for I've, debate. I've heard the post credit scenes are spectacular. I've scenes. Heard there are two. Yeah. You know, you know, typical Marvel days. Two post credit scenes, just like the OGs. But here, one of the reactions that stood out to me from all these early reactions is Ron Tomatoes. They posted a... Uh, an Instagram post and and this comment, their comment read first reactions on social media say Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum media is like Marvel meets star Wars with a great performance from Jonathan majors. Well, Marvel and star Wars. Come on. That <laughs> sounds great. That sounds great. Yeah. And Jonathan, like the reason I am going to see this movie above all else, let's just be real here. I feel like the main reason that people are going to see this besides Paul, there's Paul Rudd fans out there. It's Kang. That's what I am most excited about. He is the big bad for this Sega of the multiverse. And we are going to get a pretty big in-depth look at him in this movie. And regardless of the mix, the mixture of reviews that we've gotten, Kang seems like to be always positive across the board. Everyone always says Jonathan Majors gives a great performance. So the villain works. But as far as everyone else... It seems very mixed. I've seen a lot of positives and I've seen mixed. I don't think I've ever seen one person that said it's outright terrible so far, but we'll have to make up our own mind just like everyone else will. Next week, when we go to the theater, we've got our IMAX tickets, you know, set and ready. We're going to be sitting in, I think, the middle of the theater. And uh, which I mean, if we were at AMC, we'd have to pay the big bucks for. I don't know if that's something you have written down. I definitely have that written down. If you didn't know this, AMC theaters, I don't know if this is going to be across all chains, but AMC theaters is going to uh, price seats accordingly. The best seats are going to be the most price. And he's going to, I don't want to say like segregate. But it's just such a weird classist. Make the make the movie theater <laughs> divided into classes. First class right up front. You had middle class down there. You know, poor people on the corners. Yeah. They have the middle sections the most amount of money. So what's it going to be? Because right now an, uh, an IMAX ticket is like 13 bucks. Yeah. So are they going to up the price for the 30 middle? for a middle seat? Is that what is happening? I don't know. If that's... <laughs> Well, just, my, let, let me say this. My relationship with AMC theaters isn't exactly the best. I believe, did we go to an AMC to see Dune? We No, we went to Regal. Okay, okay. Never Regal mind, is then. bad. I don't, I don't even know where uh, an AMC theater would be near us. Naperville, Naperville is the AMC theater that we, we have near us. But AMC is, in my opinion, the best. I think AMC has the best amount of, they have a, a subscription feature with their, I know Nick uses that and I, I would use it if I had the time. They've got the biggest screens and the best sound and the best like cushiony seats. Well, second best. I still think the theater, a theater near us, a local one, classic cinemas is better. And it looks like we're going to, I'm going there. You know, if, if AMC is going to do this, theaters are already in jeopardy of going out of business. And maybe this is a response to that. I don't think it's a good response though, because I'm not going to pay $25 for a middle row seat. That's absurd. I'm going to seek out other options. And for better, I think this is a horrible decision. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see, I don't see a, uh, <laughs> no, not good. Not good at all. Yeah. Uh, do you have news written down? Yeah, let me let me pull up something. Yeah, we'll switch off. We'll switch off. We've both so got news. Fantastic Four is in the early stages of filming 
they will start in 2024. So I guess that's a... They're yeah. in pre-production. They're in pre-production. I'm just waiting for them yeah. to announce the cast. I need to know who's playing these people, man. <laughs> just as a comic book fan, I, we could even get some setup in this. We could, know? yeah. Ant-Man, you know, quantum physics and stuff like that. The Reed the- Richards is a smart guy. Yeah, the theory is that uh, with what Dr. Strange said in Quantum or in Multiverse of Madness, uh, when Reed Richards is like, I'm part of the Fantastic Four, and he's like, oh, weren't you a part, weren't you around in the 60s? The, the theory is maybe the Fantastic Four is in the quantum realm somewhere. Remind me, correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't Kang a descendant of Reed Richards? Isn't that how it is in the comics? I'm almost certain that's the case because he is like, he is a descendant of Reed Richards in way, way, way into the 31st century. Now, I don't know how they're going to do that because it depends on who they cast, obviously for Reed Richards. There was also theories of him being like a descendant of like Tony Stark in some ways. Either Mm -hmm. way, Kang has ties in the comics two Marvel heroes that exist in our day and age. Who knows if they're going to go that route? Yeah. But that could be interesting. Mm -hmm. We could see that. And they said they're going to start filming in 2024. Yep. Isn't the movie coming out in 2024? No, no. 2025. That's what, that's when it's coming out. It's end of phase or start of phase six. Looks like I need this catch up with all the universes just as much (laughs) as, you know, I just want to talk about it. (laughs) I got to get these dates straight, man. (laughs) But great. I need that movie now. That's one I'm really excited about. Un- unfortunately, we're going to have to wait till phase six to see that one. We're going to have to get through this. Well, hopefully we have a good phase five, right? We just got to get through phase five first. It sounds like a chore. Why am I making it sound like a chore? No, I'm hopefully, very excited. Hopefully it's not a chore. Phase five you're, you're looks epic. You're making it sound like a chore because partially phase four was a chore. Phase four, yeah. So yeah, you're not completely off there. Yeah. And, and, we'll, and we'll go through it. Um, if you haven't heard, there's a new Ant-Man book out there. Oh, <laughs> and did you pre-order this thing? Look out for the little guy. Heck yeah, I pre-ordered it. I, <laughs> I, you and Micah told me about it last week and I was like, man, that that's kind of cool. And then I went home and I watched the video that Marvel posted on YouTube and I just thought about it. That's really cool. So I went on Amazon. I pre-ordered that baby. Yeah, I, I have Look Out for the Little Guy with Paul Rudd's big old face on it, which is a book that is canon for characters in the MCU. And actually, this was, I saw this today, when uh, you watch Wakanda Forever, and there's a new, new segment, the CNN, uh, there's a little uh, banner across the bottom, and it says, Scott Lang releases new book, Look really? Out for the Little Guy. Yeah, so... That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And I know that in like 10 years when I look back at this book, I'm going to be really happy I bought it. Well, because it's just, it's funny because it's not an, I thought it was going to be like an autobiography of, you know, Paul Rudd's life. Mm -hmm. Look out for the little guy because Ant-Man, whether you like it or not, is just, that's who I think of when I think of Paul Rudd. He's famous for more stuff than that, but I think it's cool that he has this book, but it's not an autobiography of his life. It's... Ant-Man story and yeah, I'm assuming there's going to be Ant-Man. tons of Easter eggs yeah. with everything like in the MCU especially according to Endgame that's, gonna be, that's actually probably going to be pretty interesting but I don't know how much of it I'll read but owning it will be cool enough well it's it's interesting because this is Ant-Man 3 we could see the end of Ant-Man 
So the fact that they're coming out with a book of his life, of Ant-Man's life, now, could this be the end of Ant-Man? Interesting you say that. So I don't, I don't know what the Ant-Man world holds for us or where Scott Lang goes, but rumors for Ant-Man 4 are, have, have begun. They've started. But is it going to be an Ant-Man 4 led by Cassie Lang? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Who knows? I, I feel like they're setting up Young Avengers. How do you, how do you feel if Scott Lang were to go down in this I would movie? like that. You would like that? I mean, I of course I would be sad and they need to do it well. But Kang needs to kill someone. <laughs> Kang's, Kang's got to conquer. Uh, Kang's got to conquer. And I'm all for Kang conquering. And maybe it's not Ant-Man. Maybe it's maybe it's um Hank Pym. Hank Pym mm-hmm. or Janet Van Dyne. Maybe it's those two. We could definitely see that. I just need Kang to go all out and destroy some people. There's a really, really good video out there by Full Flat Videos. And it says that Thor needs to die mm. and Kang needs to kill him. To give Kang the proper gravitas he needs to go and kill someone who is a major player in the mcu yeah, yeah. Uh, ant-man or thor is a perfect they're they're perfect people to do that to i love that we're at a part of the mcu where uh paul rudd's ant-man is a core player like how great is that who would have dreamed who would have dreamed of all the people in the mcu <laughs> you know What's your next bit of news? All right. Vincent D'Onofrio says Daredevil Born Again is in deep, glorious prep. And I actually have a (laughs) follow-up tweet from that, too. He says, "Uh, this show is going to be very, very cool. Very different than the Netflix show, which was, as we know, amazing. Yet this is a brand new and really smart show. We are going to surprise everyone with it. And yes, it's going to be really cool. That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. Surprise! Yeah. Surprise! Sur- fans aren't going to be expecting this. We're going to surprise people with it. Who knows what we're going to? I mean, we're not going to get the same show as the Netflix show. No, yeah, and he clearly said that. He says it's very different than the Netflix show. Which how that looks? We'll see. We'll see. But Daredevil has been in many different stories, and not every iteration of the character is as dark and gritty as the Netflix show. Now, did we all love that? Heck yeah, we did. We did, but as long as you get Matt Murdock right and the story right and the characters surrounding him right, it can be a little less dark. I'm fine with that. I just love to see the passion, not only from the show's hero, but also the show's big bad. The fact that both of them are so like such big fans of the Daredevil comics and run like vincent d'onofrio is so entrenched in that role like he loves it i mean he he was was so hyped that he took to twitter when you saw his big suited body in hawkeye episode five (laughs) yeah so or four or whatever which whatever one it is but it's a beautiful thing to have two actors on that show that just love it so much and without a doubt that's like top three most anticipated projects of phase five honestly phase five and six we'll take why, why, why top three at Ben? That's number one, baby. <laughs> number one, okay. Number one for you. But if I'm, if I gotta go for number, I'm, I'm going Loki. You're going Loki. We got it playing on the the screen in this room right now, I, dude. The more I hear the rumors that I hear about that show, we'll talk about it 
but I'm just I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. Another I, show that I'm just kind of disappointed on that I can't get into it is X Men '97. Oh, that's coming. It's going to run for at least two seasons. That's my next bit of news. I've tried to watch the animated series, and I can't get into it, man. It's just it's too cartoony. Like, I don't know. Have you tried to watch that show? I have, yeah. I uh, I haven't tried to watch it in the past couple months, but I sat down like when they announced that they were reviving it. I sat down to try to watch it. I, I didn't sit down. I didn't watch too much of it, but yeah. I, I did try, and it seemed all right. You know, it it's definitely more like a kid show for sure. But I I do resonate with how you're feeling because when that new season comes out, I do want to be able to watch it. But it's definitely a direct sequel. It is, yeah. <laughs> you gotta know what yeah. happens beforehand. So I'm like, oh. Also, what, where, how does that, you know, how does that take place? You know, where does that take place? It's in Marvel Elseworlds. It's, Elseworld. it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the only X Men property we're gonna get until 2026. I think it's well, just, besides Deadpool. I think it's just Feige has a rights to these characters and he wants to use them in some way. Yeah, and that way isn't necessarily putting them in the big movies yet i mean who knows they might be in the big movies who knows yeah you could see them in secret wars i wouldn't doubt that they will be in there do you have more news oh uh, let me see that you want to talk about not mcu adjacent are we gonna hop over here oh dude i that was my last bit of mcu news so super bowl's coming up right we got a lot of trailers that are going to be in that Super Bowl. But one of which is uh, Brian Cranston came out and says that uh, he has a Super Bowl trailer. And he says, this might be my retiring episode of the Breaking Bad universe. <laughs> so I'm very excited for that. Brian Cranston, Walter White, Popcorners trailer. And isn't uh, Aaron Paul's Jesse Pinkman going to be in there too? I don't know. I don't know. I, I see him in this promo picture, but this is just a clip from Breaking Bad. Okay. So I'm not sure. I, I don't know about Aaron Paul. I know Brian Cranston has really been hyping it up, and he, he posted uh, <laughs> Walter Cheddar White. <laughs> He's excited. I'm excited, man. Breaking Bad lives in my mind as memes. I haven't seen the show. I've only seen two seasons, so I haven't completed it. But if I hear Yo, Mr. White in the commercial, dude, <laughs> now that would be epic. That would be very cool. Something else I got, Umbrella Academy, the final season, season four, they just started filming. And that's coming out 2024, I would I'm assume? Not, I'm not sure. I don't think a re release date has been announced, but the fact that they are filming a season four is good enough for me. And Aiden Gallagher is going to be open. I know the rumors and uh, or fan casting is spinning heavily on him for uh, Damian Wayne. So yeah, send him over there. He's a fantastic actor. He's really the reason why I love the Umbrella Academy so much. And they're going to do a proper ending to the show? Yeah, so they announced that this was the final season. So they're going to be able to end it. Okay. Which, it'll be cool to see. I mean, I don't think Umbrella Academy is spectacular, but it's one of those shows I can sit down with. I have a really fun time watching, and uh, I'm excited for more. Where where can I watch that show? That's on Netflix. Oh, Netflix, okay. Which is amazing that they renewed it for a fourth and final season. Because yeah, wow. I was real scared after season three that they were just going to pull the rug out from under it. But no, it's getting it's getting an official ending. Well, that's very good. For fans of Umbrella Academy. 
I think you're the only one I know, man. <laughs> I am definitely the only one you know. Another piece of news. I mean, the Lord of the Rings Rivendell Lego set. First images were just revealed. Oh. What are your thoughts on this, Ben? <laughs> I didn't know if I, we were going to talk about this. Oh, we're talking about it. But if you're a fan of Lego in general, or you're a fan of just nerd Lord of the Rings, go check out the Rivendell Lego set. It is 6,100 pieces. It retails for $500. And it looks like quite possibly one of the greatest Lego sets of all time. Top tier. The detailing in this set is some of the finest detailing. They put everything into this set. They have like they even have two generic elves in this set. That's how hard. Minus like they have old Bilbo. They've got Elrond and they've got the whole freaking fellowship. They've yeah. got everyone, dude. <laughs> Come on. As far as expensive sets go, they they really didn't hold back on this one. And the the minifigs is really where they succeeded because Lego likes to hold back on some some sets and not give you every minifig they could. I mean, the exception to that is the Daily Bugle Lego set, which they just went crazy with. But even the Doctor Strange Sanctum Sanctorum, they they didn't put every fig in there that they could have and. It's just cool to see this. I mean, it's $500, so I'm happy to see them put effort into it. That's how you get people to spend that yeah, money, though. Yeah. That's why the gunship failed. Because when you put Mace Windu and one clone trooper <laughs> in the gunship, yeah. it's like, okay, it can't just exist on the ship alone. Like, the ship alone is great. Like, is. I mean, I'm looking at your Millennium Falcon right now. The, those minifigs aren't spectacular. No, but, but you it, get something. As far as the Falcon goes... It has everyone you need to pilot the Falcon. Han, Chewie, Leia, C-3PO. You have old Han, Finn, and uh, Rey. You know, the, you you have who you need. It makes sense. To do the gunship, you'd have... I mean, we could go on Lego talk all day, man. But Rivendell definitely... <laughs> I mean, it was, it's just one of the coolest things ever. And I, it's becoming more of a, a need than a want so hopefully <laughs> i need it the government will give me a lot of money for my tax returns this year and i will be hopefully purchasing that set because hopefully yes hopefully you know uh, i need to pass a few more barriers than just the money side to get that set but which is <laughs> <laughs> rivendell is definitely on my list man i need that set oh it looks so cool man it looks so so cool all right, now I have the most port important piece of news. Ooh. Uh, Phase Zero is having Eric Voss on. If you don't know who Phase Zero is, they are a comicbook.com official MCU podcast. And uh, they're having Eric Voss of New Rockstars on. I just wanted to make people aware of that because I'm pretty excited for it. It's going to be and a great should crossover. Be too. Yeah. Of two epic. Is, is uh, Brandon? Brandon will be there it, for sure. I'd be upset if, or I don't know yet. I can't promise that. I'm going to tune in and hopefully Brandon's there. Sometimes he's not. Hope I mean, he'll probably be there if it's Eric hopefully, Voss. Dude. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, Eric Voss will carry it anyway. Also, uh, another piece, Brandon Davis, he commented or replied to my YouTube comment. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh, no way. He called you the man. He called me the man. You're the man. <laughs> no way. So you, next thing you got to do is you got to text him and just be like, yo, how can I get into it? You know it how premiere? you'd be the man if you came on our podcast? 
Oh, that would even be better. Screw the premiere, man. I just want to talk to Brandon Davis. Oh, you want you want me to make Brandon Davis give us premiere tickets? Listen, you can skip it. You've been to so many. You got to give it to us. You've got your fancy mic. We can interview a ton of people. Jonathan Majors, dude, what was it like destroying the Avengers? <laughs> we need to spitball questions. Mr. Paul Rudd, can you sign my Look Out for the Little Guy book? Please? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Now that would be hype. Could you imagine? Kevin Feige, I, I just... That Evangeline Lilly walks over and I just ask her lost questions repeatedly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about your role in Ant-Man. Tell me what it was like filming Lost. You probably would do that. I would do that. Oh, yeah. 100%. What happened to Evangeline Lilly? She's got some weird hairstyle now. I don't know. She cut her hair. I don't like it. I, I don't like it. <laughs> I liked her hair before. I like. I don't know. Like, I'm interested to see what they'll do with her. Yeah. That's going to be interesting because it it look. I I also want to see them play up the the father daughter relationship. But that's going to be interesting. You know what else is going to be interesting? Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. Nine minutes of gameplay footage was released yesterday on IGN, and it looks so freaking epic. If you're a fan of that game, if you haven't played the game, if you're a Star Wars fan, you got to play that. It's it's one of the <sighs> best Star Wars games out there. It might even be the best Star Wars game out there as far as story goes. This new game looks epic. Unfortunately, they delayed it. Yeah. That's fine as long as they give us a seamless gaming experience. And I have not played the first one, but I have borrowed it from my great friend, William Victory. It is on my dresser waiting to be played. So I, you know me, I uh, I can't do video games. Right. But this is one that repeatedly I've heard, play this game. If, especially with the new yeah. one coming out. If you don't, just maybe do a cutscene thing. The, the cutscenes are like two and a half hours. Yeah. I nah, don't know, you were really a we'll cutscene we'll guy, see. but yeah. I don't know, I'm kind of like that too, dude. I just don't have time to play. Like, what would I rather be doing, you know? I feel like video games is like the last thing on my agenda as far as what I want to do when I have Agreed. free time. Agreed. I'm really trying to buckle down and play Red Dead Redemption 2, but who knows, we'll see. The soundtrack <laughs> is carrying that one for me, but we'll see. I haven't started. Have you played the first one? No, you just you've just heard the soundtrack for the second one. Well, dude, like it, the songs were that good that I was like, okay, I need to download this game, and I've got it for free right there. So, uh, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna try it out this week. Also in gaming news, Hogwarts Legacy was just released. And if you're a Harry <laughs> Potter fan, I've heard the game is very epic. I will not be purchasing oh, this game no i man, 70 it's 70 dollars, dude i don't have it in the budget man <laughs> i just don't have it in the budget that 70 dollars is going towards the rivendell budget yeah yes. man <laughs> i gotta save for it i gotta save for the lego it. budget you gotta you gotta budget big for lego now what would you days. rather have a great seamless hogwarts experience or to look every morning <laughs> at the fellowship at, at the hidden valley in imladris <laughs> in rivendell you know what you're right you're right. You got to go with, there, there's only one right answer. There's one right answer. But that does it for news for this week. Yeah, Unless you I, have anything else. No, there, there are definitely things we missed. And hopefully next week when we sit down here, we uh, are, uh, I don't know, we have uh, more of a agenda going on. But Well, next week we're going to, I mean, the day after that, we're going to have Super Bowl trailers to talk about. Right, right. We're going to have a lot. And we're going to go see Ant-Man the next day. So Ant-Man's going to be the next thing. But if... 
you which guys, the surpri- listeners. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go I'll ahead. cut you off go ahead. there. But surprisingly, our most listened to episode ever is discussing Super Bowl trailers. So uh, maybe we'll blow up. They huh? like they like uh, they like our our uh, old format, man. Yeah, that's all I can they say. They miss it. The fans miss it. <laughs> they, <laughs> no, that no. was a fluke, though. That you go on our uh, RSS, it says that episode has like sixteen thousand listens. That's not right. <laughs> it's we did not get sixteen thousand people to listen to this podcast. I don't know, man. <laughs> Just that one episode. Blew We're up. gonna break it down either way. Yeah, yeah, because. We're going to get a lot. Yeah. Hopefully a new Mando trailer, maybe a Visions trailer, man. What are you most excited for? Mando trailer. Mando trailer. Without a doubt. I mean, they How probably about an won't. official Loki season two trailer? Are, is, ooh, I would love that, man. I would love it. How about a Scream 6 trailer, Ben? How about another one? I wouldn't doubt that they'll do Guardians. <laughs> Guardians. Guardians. Guardians 3. of the Galaxy. Yeah. They'll do like the official one because they've only released one. Another look at Secret Wars? Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah, would be Secret good. Invasion. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. I would like that. How about a Daredevil Born Again trailer? <laughs> I know you guys haven't filmed anything yet. Charlie S- Cox. Scripts are probably really close to being done, but come on, just put Charlie Cox and V D'Onofrio up on the on the screen and just tell me. Tell me that they love me. <laughs> he comes he comes up and he's like, We're actually going to uh, do Base it off of the run that you are reading right now, the Zadowski run or whatever it is. We're basing it off the Chip Zdarsky Daredevil run from 2019. What would you do, man? And then he says, because Ethan Wenzloff <laughs> lo- loves it so much. We're going to shout out Ethan Wenzloff on the Super Bowl right now. It's valuable <laughs> ad time that we paid billions of dollars. We're going to shout out a fan who has only read a couple Daredevil comics, but seemingly loves the character. We're going to shout you he out. He has a great passion, man. I've been listening to Multiverse Mono. He's also going to shout out our podcast. So. And he says, tune in next week to Multiverse Monologues where me, Charlie Cox, and me, Vincent D'Onofrio, will be featuring with yeah, special tune guests. in next week, listeners, for that Kevin special Feige. episode. Holy cow. <laughs> we it's... have our emails cut out for us this week. We got to make that happen. Oh, yeah, dude. Every minute. Which, I mean, Charlie Cox has appeared on Phase Zero, and Brandon Davis has technically talked to me on the internet. So that that, that line can be drawn. You, you know Charlie Cox. I know Charlie Cox. Yeah. There you go. Done. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so the next thing I wanted to do is kind of go through Marvel, Star Wars, and Walking Dead and kind of just... In that order, go through everything they have going on with them because we did DC last week, and now I want to do, and now I want to do that. So I, I've I've forwarded you an article. Oh, let me let me let me. Uh, we'll it. go to the uh, we'll go to the Marvel one first. So if you want to pull if you want to pull that one up, we have as of two weeks ago, every upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universe movie and television show in development. This is my screen rant. Yes. And the the uh, first one that we've talked about already is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is coming out next week. If you don't have your tickets for that yet, go get them. It's going to be, regardless of whether or not you are tired of the MCU, this, this is going to be an insane film. We've already talked to this in depth. Ethan, why don't you give us the next project? On that list. Next one is, is it Secret Invasion in the spring 2023. This is a uh, Secret Invasion has been teased since 2019 release of Captain Marvel when they introduced the scrolls to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it will also be one of the first Disney Plus Marvel shows to serve as a crossover event. Uh, when this, when this one, uh, yeah, 
I'm done reading that. No, that's <laughs> that's interesting that yeah. they say crossover. They still haven't given us a release date either. Hopefully that'll be during the Super Bowl. Because Hopefully, yeah. I mean, look at this Nick Fury picture right here. He oh. just he looks so gri- gri- grispy. No, nah, that's not the word I'm looking look for. Look at his freaking eye, dude. <laughs> Still mad about how he got that scratch. Still mad about that to this day. That cat, man. But you gotta watch out for those cats. Amelia Clark, Killian Scott, Christopher McDonald, Carmen Ejogo. Holy catfish. <laughs> and uh, also uh, Maria Hill and War Machine will also be in this show. And I wouldn't be surprised if we got some guest stars as well. But this... Charlie Cox, Daredevil. Charlie Cox, Daredevil. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We don't We're need Daredevil in see. Daredevil is a scroll. He's revealed. Daredevil is revealed as a scroll, and that's why he slept with She Hulk. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Debunked, man. Debunked. Holy cow! That's the surprise that they were talking about. That is a surprise. That is epic. There's an official trailer out right now. If you want to look at that. Also, next project is What If. Oh, what early if 2023. Yeah. Only thing we know about that, I'm pretty sure, is Captain Carter. They're going to continue that storyline, which was. What if we released? A new season. <laughs> <laughs> what if we release good episodes? It's all right. It, it, it makes it all worth it when I get to sit there and listen to Jeffrey Wright do the intro. And That's ponder true. the question. What <laughs> if? <laughs> That's early podcast days right there. What if was coming out right as we were getting started? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, they really need to do some good stuff with this show. There's unlimited possibilities. And so many of the episodes last year were just, eh, would For you what? say that? The For Disney Plus if? shows? For What If. No, like all the episodes of What If, dude. Yeah, there were a couple that were really good. Doctor Strange one, notably. I've rewatched the Doctor Strange one, and I haven't revisited any other part of the show. So, yeah, they really have to just give me a reason to watch it. I mean, I'm going to watch it regardless, but <laughs> if you could give me a reason to keep coming back, that would be really great. Right. It's, it's frustrating. It's just frustrating. All right, what, what do we got next, Ethan? Next is uh, everyone's favorite group of Galaxy Misfits. We have the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming out on May 5th. And, yeah, this, this looks great. It's James Gunn's last venture into this uh, Marvel Universe. And it'll be, really, it'll be really funny watching James Gunn drive around promoting this movie while he is trying to also run a DC universe. It's just going to be so it's going to make any panel or comic interview he does legit. That interviewer is going to have such a hard time at focusing what to focus on. Like you obviously want to talk about gardens of the galaxy, but you definitely want to see where James Gunn is going, getting that juice. And James Gunn is so lucrative with information. Like he's the opposite of Kevin Feige. Even though Kevin Feige almost dropped a spoiler yesterday. Yes. <laughs> I was going to mention that. <laughs> he literally oh, almost wait, dropped a big spoiler. I almost, almost said a spoiler there. Right. I'm going to hold back. So, Which is crazy. That's how excited Kevin Feige is that he's just sp- spinning out facts. And yeah. So, it's crazy that he doesn't spoil things or, oh, or that more people involved don't spoil things because yeah. you got to think he's been watching that movie and he's seen stuff from that movie for like two years now. And stuff that's just been in his mind for two years, he just hasn't been able to share. That's crazy. So props to him for not giving us a spoiler. But I have to wonder how funny would that be if the man, the sniper himself, just gave us a spoiler for Ant-Man. 
It couldn't even be the mad. I'd just be himself. like, oh, he screwed up. He screwed up. <laughs> you know, when Kang meets uh, Deadpool in the future, <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> That's our big plan. When Kang and Kingpin get clobbered by Daredevil. <laughs> oh, when Daredevil saves the Marvel Universe. <laughs> wow. Next project we have is Echo in late 2023. It's been delayed. I wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't get delayed to 2024. Honestly, it's it's going to be out there, you know, and I'm pretty sure that Daredevil is going to show up in this, right? At right. some point. Kingpin is rumored to show up, and I would love to see Charlie Cox also. We got to know what happened. We do. To Kingpin. Yeah. I mean, she shot we him in the shot. face, supposedly. Got shot in the face. Yeah. <laughs> we got to know what happens. Uh, this one I have little hype for. I'm yeah. not as they, excited uh, for this one as usual. It's one of the projects that they have to get you excited for. Yeah. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, they don't have to get me excited for that. I know what that is. I like those characters. Echo was uh, really interesting in her episode of Hawkeye, but it's not enough to like make me jump on the, yes, Echo, I'm hyped for that. It's yeah. probably one of the least hyped things or one of the lower things on this new slate. For sure. But something that's not low on this new slate we have Loki season two. Oh yeah. Bum, 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 bum. All right. What are your thoughts on Loki season two? How are you feeling approaching? What is it? What does this say? This says, oh, it just says summer. So I'm assuming a July release date as usual. Like it, like it was in 2021. Uh, I just that Loki is going to be in this is enough to get me excited along with Mobius. But the fact that the rumors of like huge characters being possible to show up in this show are way more than enough to get me excited if they can keep it up man if they can keep up the excellent storytelling you can tell this was the one they put the most work into and as far as phase four shows go for so i'm I'm hoping that this one and i mean it's gonna have more king so there's that to get excited about too and where's he gonna go you know he's he's basically like it's a new tva under a new king I haven't been able, I wanted to do a video essay before uh, Quantum Mania came out, but it's definitely not going to happen at this point. I uh, <laughs> I haven't written the script yet, but basically the whole video I'm going to, I wanted to talk about how I think Loki and Sylvie are the two most important characters going forward in the MCU. And that is just saying that the power they have on Kang and the knowledge that they have, they're the only people in the MCU have this knowledge right now. And even... You have a, a Kang in the Citadel at the end of time. He's talking about how, yeah, I, I put Goliath or Eliath in as a guard dog and no other variant of Kang was able to defeat Eliath. But you know who did? Loki's. Loki's are what we should be afraid of. A Kang? Kang is scary, but I think Loki's are the greatest power in the universe. Whoa. That's a hot take. Mm -hmm. Do you think they'll set up Loki to be a... A big bad? I don't think they that. I just redeemed. think Loki is the guy we need to take down Kang, for sure. He's the you're saying he's the only hope we Yeah, and it also have. reflects back to literally just two Lokis holding hands yeah. caused a Nexus event yeah. in Loki. They oh, have Oh dude, that's a good point. They have power. They there's something to these two characters that Interesting. we will either learn in season two or the greater Kang dynasty. The Kang dynasty. Mm -hmm. Is that what, is that what the fifth Avengers film is called? Mm -hmm. the, Kang, Kang dynasty, the Kang dynasty, right? Yeah. That is epic. 
Oh man, I this summer is going to be the most insane summer that we've ever had as far as projects go. Then after that, speaking of summer projects, July 28th, we have The Marvels. This is going to shake things up a lot. We have, I mean, it's not a project that I'm super hyped for because these characters aren't characters that I'm in, as super invested in, but it looks like it's going to be a big mainstay project. And we still don't know who the villain is either. Yeah. So, I mean, that's another thing that and could be very yeah, interesting. So I'm, I'm currently reading the King Dynasty comic book right now. I actually started it last night and something that stood out to me is something they did with the Captain Marvel character is they kind of, they took her and they kind of, uh, nullified her powers a little making her less powerful oh. and i think that would be something that would be really smart to do with our captain marvel because as it stands right now she just is too powerful for our mcu yes. like even in endgame they couldn't really have her in a lot of scenes because she could just obliterate things right so i think taking her and whatever happened with her and iman Vellani at the end of uh what was that show miss marvel I think using that in a way to kind of not not take her powers away, but make her a more relatable character, I think, yeah. would be a great choice. Yeah, I agree. That they their characters just need to be, and and she can be. She has the potential to do that, but they haven't sold me on it yet. But this movie can. Uh, the three leads, I think they can do really well together, and I still think there's room for Captain Marvel to be. Mm -hmm. Or and become someone who is very likable. We I just need to know more about this project, man. It's coming out in the summer, and I I know nothing about it. I know it's full length movie too, so we'll see. But next we got Ironheart coming in fall twenty twenty three, and we we had Ironheart Ironheart appear in Wakanda Forever. You know, Riri, Riri Williams. We got our introduction to her from MIT, where Peter Parker tried so hard to go. But Ben, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, not excited. Yeah. That's same, another one that I'm same. not excited for. Make me excited. Make me excited. I don't care right now, but I can care and make me care. Black Panther did not do the best job in making me want to show for this character. And, and it, it's not the project to do that with. I think she doesn't fit in that movie at all, actually. Mm -hmm. So they need to do a lot. And I don't even know what they're going to do with her character. I've heard rumors that like Mephisto is going to be the villain. I don't know. Scroll, scroll down to the next one and then we'll talk about some Mephisto. That's a good point <laughs> because the next one is Agatha Coven of Chaos and that's going to be in the winter of 2023. So if you're a WandaVision How fan. How do you feel about this one? Because I know you weren't really excited for it, but me as time goes on, I get more and more excited for this. I think it is going to be more like a WandaVision season two than we think. And I don't know. I, I'm really excited to see what they do. I just am, I don't know how Agatha can carry a show. This is was like when they announced the Bad Batch mm -hmm. as what's going to be the main thing for Star Wars animation. I'm like, they're okay characters. How can they lead a show though? So I mean, who knows if they have um, if they have Scarlet Witch in there? If that if that's how she makes her return, that could be interesting. And if Mephisto is the main bad guy in the show, <laughs> Eric Voss. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I mean, we're gonna get Mephisto at some point. So whether that be sooner or later, um, hopefully, hopefully sooner rather than later. But what do we got for next of us? That is for 2023. I'm yeah, do sure. we want to cut it off at 2023? We'll save 2024 stuff for next year. 
Or you want to keep going? Yeah, let's keep going. Let's do let's do all of Marvel. We might not have time for Star Wars or Walking Dead, but <laughs> let's do let's do all of let's do all of Marvel. The next two things we have is Spider-Man Freshman Year and Marvel Zombies. I lumped them together because, you know, they're kind of a uh they're both animated projects that keep getting pushed back. And I don't know if we're going to see these both of these projects. I hope we see both of these projects, but Freshman Year is kind of a weird deal and who knows if Marvel Zombies? It said it's mature, and we all know how Kevin Feige is with mature. <laughs> he stuff. told us Moon Knight would be very, very dark, and I mean, it it, it was not really. It was it, not <laughs> very, very dark. Let's just put it that way. Put but it that way. I hope we. I hope we see these. These are both slated for twenty twenty four at some point. But uh, this next project, I will. You know what else is slated for twenty twenty four, Ben? If Daredevil born again. We got Charlie Cox coming back. We got Vincent D'Onofrio coming back. And that core right there, that's all you need. But we need to we need to address the fact if if uh, Foggy and Karen aren't going to be back as well, that's going to be something that... Do you think that the show can survive without those two characters? I think those two characters are a core essential to what made the Netflix show so great. But as we talked about earlier in the show, D'Onofrio says this will be different. And he mm. says that it will be very, very cool. Yeah. So I, you know, as all Daredevil fans should be, we should be optimistic about this. We should be anything but upset. No, just be excited. Just be excited. We're getting yep. more Daredevil. We thought that Charlie Cox would never wear the suit again, never play Matt Murdock again. And we've already gotten that twice now. We've gotten that in No Way Home. We've gotten that in She-Hulk. And whether or not you thought that those were fantastic or not, you can't deny that we have this man back. And that's exciting. It's exciting for Daredevil fans. So, yes, let's be excited about Borg again. You know what I'm really excited for is Captain America, the oh, New World Order, yes. which is coming out in on May 3rd, 2024 of next year. This one's going to be pretty big. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Red Hulk, Harrison Ford's coming in to play Thunderbolt Ross, and we're going to have uh, the leader. has He's been confirmed. Now, as far as if um, we're going to have what's-his-face playing, Tim Blake Nelson, that's up for debate. I really hope Tim he, Blake Nelson. He is playing him. Oh, for sure. Yes. He was up the Comic-Con panel. That is, he was up there. Yeah. That is so epic. That's right. He was there. Yes. I am forgetting. This is good that we're doing this. <laughs> this is ben very good. just has so much going on now. He needs, he needs the refresher. There is so much going on, man, across every fandom. Which we'll we'll get to what Star Wars and uh, we'll do Star Wars and Walking Dead next week. Next if week we have time. Tune in, yeah, yeah. But closing out Phase Five is the Thunderbolts, and this this is a quote unquote the Avengers movie of Phase Five, and we've all we've seen the cast reveal for this. We have. Um, Florence Pugh, Sebastian Stan, right up front, along with Red Guardian, Ghost. Uh, who am I missing there? Interesting that they're going to do Red Guardian as a part of that team. Zemo is going to be also a part of this as well, I'm pretty sure. We're just going to see, uh, we, we need that big character. Like, we need an Abomination or a Red Hulk type character in there. I think, so far, the lineup doesn't look as interesting or as promising yeah. as I'd want it to. But who knows, Phase yeah. f- 5 can can get me to that point. Then a few names I missed. We have Valentina returning. We have uh, John Walker, you know, the yep. U.S. agent 
and then we have the Taskmaster Master from Black Widow. So we have we have three Black Widow characters returning. So it really seems like they're building off that heavily. Black Widow was definitely a precursor to this to this movie. As far as movies that might get canceled go, I feel like uh feel like blade might be among them there's been a lot of production troubles we were supposed to see blade this year and now it's pushed back to 2024 in september as they look for a new director they there have been reports that they may have found the director but mahershala ali is still slated to play him but he's been slated dude since 2019 since before covid happened and it has been it's going to be still even longer he's been patient to see him he's been patient for sure very patient and i just hope to not see him get you know fumbled around as some actors in the superhero universes have like i hope he gets this and i hope he can be a main player right right because they can set up their and he did show up to record a scene for uh eternals right post-credit scene it's just weird that they didn't show i know it the, I don't know what test screeners or who was in the test screeners that said it'd be better if we didn't see Blade. We, I just want to hear his voice. That'd be cool. And that so that seems like a studio decision. Yeah, to where it's like maybe we're not so confident on Mahershala playing him. You know, maybe maybe I mean, we can use his voice, but yeah, I don't know if we have to change the actor. We can do that seamlessly. So who knows what that? But that's slated for twenty twenty four. Next, we have uh, Deadpool 3, November 8th, 2024. How are you feeling about Deadpool 3? This might be the most anticipated project of... Uh, I don't even know if this fits into Phase 5 yeah, I don't at either. all, or where this even fits in, but this is one of my most anticipated Marvel projects. You have Deadpool. You have Wolverine. That right there is enough to get me excited, but we've heard big rumors that, like, mobius might even show up in this but that's all rumors but if it's that like if it's that big that would be huge yeah this i mean how do you feel about this one i'm excited they they just have to do it right they're bringing hugh jackman back and ryan reynolds for deadpool they that that in and of itself should be a win but as we know i we just watched x-men origins wolverine on our Marvel movie marathon and it it has both those characters in it and I did not like that movie yeah so the writing has to be there and they have to justify bringing Logan back I know that uh they said oh this will this won't affect the ending of Logan and cool but make me care they need to do they it need right. to do it right yeah yep. I agree another movie they need to do right is the Fantastic Four mm-hmm. which comes out February 14th of 2025 so pretty much like two years from right now we are going to be sitting in a theater watching the new fantastic four there has been so many leaks and rumors about who's going to play these people we're just going to have to wait and see for maybe the next comic-con panel or something like that for the cast to be revealed this is one of those movies that got pushed back it was originally slated to come out in 2024 now it's going to be 2025 which is fine as this is a movie they need to get right you know what i'm saying they need to get Fantastic Four right in they the MCU. They need to, yeah, and all four of them. Uh huh. They we we have to be on board. And Marvel can do that. They can easily do that. But They're, they've very rarely let us down with casting. Right. 
going into the early MCU movies, it's got me nostalgic for good casting. <laughs> yes, you know, yeah. they they're great at that. They'll they cast people who directors. are huge names all the time. They find people, new actors. Man, yeah. we talked about that new last actors, week. Yeah. New actors would be great for Fantastic Four. Someone else that really has to be fantastic, and uh, we, I don't know, I feel like it can be, is the Kang Dynasty Avengers. What is it? Five Avengers, Avengers five. five. Wow, coming out May second, twenty twenty five. Chief antagonist is going to be Kang, obviously. In what capacity or what Kang that's going to be, we have no idea. But all I'm saying is I'm super hyped for Avengers, man. I don't care who you are or what kind of Marvel fan you are. When an Avengers movie comes out, it is a big deal. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. So this, along with Secret Wars, which is coming out May 1st of the next, next year. year yeah. So they are, it's not, we're not going to have two Avengers films in one year like they initially said. I never thought that was going to happen, but it's just going to be epic to have that same kind of deal with Infinity War and Endgame again with Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty. Yeah, now, I is it going to be... Hopefully they can deliver. Yeah, that's the big thing. And Secret Wars, we don't know what really that entails. People are saying that it's going to be a cameo fest. I'm not convinced of that. I don't I don't know why everyone thinks that Secret Wars is going to be a cameo fest. Sure, we're going to have multiverses collide and people can show up, but I don't I don't know how crazy Marvel's going to get with that because they still need to tell a story and just using the Secret Wars comic as reference, the it, it isn't really a cameo fest either. So I just think people might be leaning the wrong way with this. What I think it's going to be is they're going to, because this is obviously going to be a multiversal story. Mm -hmm. They're going to bring in characters from movies that we've seen before. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Toby or Andrew Garfield is a player in this. In any case, Hugh Jackman, Deadpool, Storm, like any character from like the old movies that we know and love I wouldn't be surprised if they make those characters big, seeing as there is a like a vacuum of some like true leadership as far as the MCU goes. Yeah. So that is going to be insane for 2025 and 2026. That's going to be a while away. Some rumored projects and projects that we don't really have any release dates on is Armor Wars, which is going to be War Machines. Disney Plus is now a movie. Yeah. We also have Kingdom of Wakanda. We have the Spider-Man sequel trilogy, which has, we'll get more information, I'm confident, when Spider-Verse comes out, because we've heard rumors that Tom Holland is going to be in that movie, which is also coming out in July. But um, we're also getting a Wonder Man show, Disney Plus show, yep. which yep. is, we don't know when, when that's going to be, but that is pretty much everything in development for marvel so far we don't have time because i have to leave in literally 15 minutes <laughs> you gotta to go, go into yeah. star wars and uh walking dead but we will do that uh in upcoming shows but right now we got through pretty much the biggest cinematic universe with the most going on right now in this podcast as far as marvel goes i'm optimistic man would I'm, you say the same yeah same uh the uh the title announcements doesn't really get you excited anymore. They have to make you excited. Yeah. Back in the day, you hear, oh, Captain America Civil War, Captain America 3. That just gets you excited right there. But Captain America New World Order, you got to make me excited for that. So, yeah, yeah I'm excited. 
for what they'll do, how they'll tell this story, where they are going forward, and to see if Kevin theory or Kevin Feige's theory is right that superhero fatigue is not real. So uh, <laughs> challenge us, Feige. We're going to have more evidence of that next week. Yes. With Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So stay tuned for that and stay tuned for more of multiverse monologues. Yeah, and if you're mad that this is getting cut off early because we we got a race to real jobs that pay us money, send us money. <laughs> Go ahead. Reach out to us on Instagram. <laughs> we got Venmo. Believe me, We're I open would for love donations. Yeah. to do this for a living. <laughs> Although anyone who's made it this far to the podcast knows, yeah, these guys suck. These guys can't do this for a living. They're trash. So trash. But now we actually have to go do, both of us, our jobs for a living. So we hope you've enjoyed this deep dive into the news and the future of the MCU. Stay tuned for Thor, which is coming out on Monday. Monday, And uh, next week we're also going to be breaking down everything that's going on in the superhero, uh, the Super Bowl and the superhero universe. Oh, as well yeah, as we're not having just time for else. Star Wars next week. No yep. way. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. As for now, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Westloff. Signing off, we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. Fantastic day.